goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday Rush Hour. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC 800-848-WABC's number to call 800-848-9222. Another weekend of crime, not just in New York, but around the country. Uh, as we are already engaged in the midterm elections, there was also a big summit. Mayor Adams, the guy that was supposed to stop crime, calling leaders together to try and out, find out what to do about crime. Ooh, I thought you were supposed to stop it. Now, that was the plan. It made me <laughs> it made me go dig out. Also, some stories from the, from the past about de Blasio and his wife, because there's a complaint that many of these criminals, uh, this was at the summit, that many of the criminals in question should actually be going to mental health facilities instead of being put in front of a judge. Yeah. Twitter. I have a friend that pronounces it like that. Twitter, Twitter was shocked by Joe Biden's interview on transgender surgery. Did you see that? Did anybody see any of that? I mean, he this 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 person that um, is we we played the soundbite from the person on Saturday, the the uh, young person, Dylan Mulvaney. 25-year-old transgender, it says here in the Fox News story, actress who's running around talking about how many days she's been a girl. Uh, And she asked Joe Biden about uh, gender-affirming health care, and Joe Biden pretty much, I don't think any state or anybody should have the right to stop gender-affirming Healthcare, that's what the left calls it. The right people call it mutilation. As a moral and as a legal question, I just think it's wrong. Well, as a legal question, Mr. Biden, we have this thing, you may have forgotten about it, called the Constitution. And it gives elected officials in states the ability to make laws. So I know that Mr. Biden may not know that much about this. It's it's a constitution, but um, it, and it really does exist. So we shall see how this plays out. I feel very, in a way, very, very sorry for this person that's there. I mean, this Dylan Mulvaney runs around, dresses up, and just so pleased 
this is my life as a girl, but the reality of it is, and I'm sorry, you may be a transgendered woman, that's a whatever, but you are not a girl, you're not a woman woman. You are a transgendered woman. The president also said, Mr. Biden, that people should be able everybody just enter whatever public restroom they wanted based on who they thought they were in terms of identity. This is what is on their mind. America is suffering all sorts of criminal behavior that is really heinous. And I mean heinous. We had another school shooting today out in St. Louis. And it was pretty, pretty bad, pretty miserable. Over the weekend, we had a shooting in a hospital. Convicted felon. His wife is giving birth. He goes in, or his girlfriend, wife, giving birth. He enters the facility where this birth is taking place. Accuses her of being unfaithful. And then says, anybody that comes in the room, I'm going to kill him. We ended up two hospital workers dead. He was finally shot and injured to stop his rampage. That's part of what's going on. There's a story in American Wire News via DCNF, the Daily Caller News Foundation. Democrats shrug off crime as their cities implode. I've been saying this all along. Yep, Democrats have no solutions to today's crime surge. Here's how they shrug off the mayhem. They first, they deny it's happening. Through September 27th, New Orleans suffered 208 homicides, up 44% since 2021. The Crescent City says this story has become America's murder capital. The Democratic mayor there, who is always involved in some sort of scandal that she of her own making. I do not embrace that at all. It isn't based on what's happening on the ground. Our city's safer than it has been in a long time. That's outright denial. You have murder rates skyrocketing, and you're claiming it's safe. That sounds like people here. Chicago, year-to-date, burglary up 22%, theft 61%, car theft almost 80%. Overall, crime has climbed under Lori Lightfoot almost 40%. And then there's Kathy Hochul and Mayor Adams, and what they have done to New York. You see the evidence in New York every day. Today, yes, or was it last night? Another shoving, some innocent person tossed onto the subway tracks yet again. I'm losing track. This is happening so much now, I cannot keep up with the number. This incident I told you before in in Dallas, two Dallas hospital workers killed Saturday. 
convicted felon, entered the facility to attend the birth of his child. He accuses the mother of infidelity. He tells her, we're both going to die today. And whoever comes in this room is going to die with us. This was at the Methodist Dallas Medical Center. I've been right across the street from this place. And the uh, perpetrator's name, twenty Mr. Hernandez, Nestor Oswaldo Hernandez, 30 years old. Guess what? He was in jail until last October. He didn't serve his full sentence. Another one, let's let him out. Let's let him out so that they can commit more mayhem on society. So here he is, already sentenced, supposed to be in jail. He's out. After pleading guilty to aggravated robbery in 2015. Out in jail. Out of jail. He enters the hospital, joins his girlfriend in her room, and then becomes violent. We're both going to die. Whoever comes in this room is going to come, going to die with us. He accused her. She's in the hospital giving birth. He accused her of infidelity. He hits her in the head with a gun. Moments later, a social worker comes in the room. He approached her before fatally shooting her. A nurse in the hallway heard the gunshot, entered, found the social worker on the floor, and then she was fatally shot as well. A police officer from the hospital, said to have been nearby. After taking cover, he managed to wound the suspect with a shot to the right leg. And this, this cretin, this cretin eventually surrendered. We talked about it and we played. We played this guy that wants to be the new attorney general in, Phil, in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner. We played him last Friday. And Saturday, we played this guy saying that it's racist. It's racist for Republicans to bring up what happens in these cities. Part of the Republican playbook, as you well know, is to point a finger at large, diverse cities and say large, diverse cities are lawless. Does that remind you of anything? You ever heard that before? Those of you in the press are students of history. You're aware of the Southern strategy. What we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere and even having increases that are less than the committee's counties. Democratic Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman backed progressive Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner, whose voice you just heard. He backed a controversial program. That program freed a man who now today stands accused of murder. He let a man out of jail. Out of jail. Today, there's a news article about one of Larry Krasner's experiments in social justice. 
who he let out of jail, who went on to commit murder. And, of course, Fetterman himself, we played this over the weekend, is saying about murder as well. I mean, what, what do you want to do? You want to treat them all like, like they're Morgan Free? You should, we should be treating them like they're Morgan Friedman. You wouldn't want Morgan Friedman from Shawshank to stay in jail the rest of his life. Yeah, we played that too. not just in Philadelphia where they let the criminals roam. It's not just Dallas. It's not just Kansas City. A Queens judge let a man accused of assaulting three officers during a domestic violence call walk free on Sunday. Haralabas Pantagiotopoulos, 33, that's a tough name, was released by Judge Ariel Chester after he was arranged on charges of assaulting a police officer, harassment, assault with intent to cause injury, criminal obstruction, and breathing and resisting arrest at Queens Criminal Court. This guy sent three cops to the hospital. One broke their finger, another was punched in the face, a third suffered minor injuries, the crook, who lives in the story, has prior arrest records for assaulting a cop, violating an order of protection, sex abuse, 19 domestic incidents. And you know what the judge did? Despite a request from the district attorney to at least hold this guy on a $25,000 cash bail, the judge said, no, 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 no. You go free. You go free. No bail required. Just just walk out of here. Go out of here with that record. And you want to know why things are the way they are. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, when we get back, there's more. There's more of the crime details, and we've asked Curtis Lee to come in. So stay here, because I want to talk about this Mayor Safety Summit. 800-848-WABC is the number to call, 800-848-WABC. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio, 77 in New York. Earth, wind, and fire bring us back. Twin spin. As we head to our dear friend and colleague, Curtis the Sliwa. Yeah, what's up, Bo, with this earth, wind, and fire? That's old school. If you're going to be hanging with uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. You know who he's hanging with now, going to Club Zero Bond at night to the break of dawn. Ja Rule, who is from your neighborhood where you grew up, his famous anthem, New York. I got a hundred guns, I got a hundred clips, and French Montana, the rapper, a coke boy, who got shot in the head because 
He got robbed of a kilo of that good stuff from the Medellin cartel. You know, the mayor likes to sample the product. You know the deal, Bo. You used oh, to go whoa, to the clubs. Whoa. I went to the clubs. Yeah, but, you know, I don't want to get into all of that with the mayor sampling what he's not. I don't know anything about that. Well, that's what he said. Aye, aye, aye. That's what he said. I'm just telling you. Okay. And it leads into the conference because he had that crime conference. He had the crime co- Curtis, uh, you got to help me with this. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Seriously. Mayor Adams got elected. You ran against him. And crime was the central issue. And this man stood up time after time and promised New Yorkers that he would save them from then a, sp- a, a crime rate that was rising. It has gotten worse every day of the week, or two or three times a week, it seems, someone's being thrown on the subway tracks, despite him saying he was going to clean up the subways, despite the commissioner going down in the subways, despite these shows that they put on to show that they care. Over the weekend, he seemed to blame subway riders. He's telling them, you you people need to take off your headphones. You need to stop listening to music. You need to stop doing being distracted. Just be on alert every time, every minute that you're on a subway. It's your fault that you're being hit by crime. He calls a conference to figure out what to do about crime. I said on the Saturday show yesterday, after I got through ragging you for knowing nothing about music, that Curtis may not know anything about music, but I guarantee you that if Curtis Lee were mayor, this city would be safer today because Curtis has spent his entire life in public service trying to help New Yorkers reach the ideal of a safe city. And you have been. What the hell is this mayor doing for to stop this out-of-control crime rate, Curtis? Well, let, let's start with the crime crisis conference at Gracie Mansion, 9 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. You were on the air. But I partly blame you because you're a vegan, aren't you, uh, Bo? No, I'm a vegetarian. All right, get close. Because the mayor said he was a vegan, but then they caught him eating fish. All right, he's a vegetarian. And I don't cheat. But... The first thing, he calls them all in, the criminal justice coordinators, DAs. They're not even going to talk about no-cash bond. And the person who is hosting the event is the former head of the New York Civil Liberties Union. You know where that meeting was going. But the spread, because when you want to get people to come, you got to lay out a spread, right? All vegan food, no coffee, no tea, no caffeine. The people, halfway through, by the time you were off the air, at 10 o'clock in the morning, they were falling asleep. They were falling asleep because they couldn't caffeinate up. They couldn't even pay attention to the nonsense that was being spewed. Would you tell uh, Eric Adams when he invites people for a serious conference, he can't be putting out vegan food and have no caffeine like the Mormons. You know, people are going to fall asleep. I mean, (laughs) absurd. I want the substance. What did these people come up with? Nothing. Nothing at all because... It is a problem of the no-cash bail. That's first and foremost. You mentioned the case in Queens. It wasn't the problem of the DA not asking for bail. She asked for bail. It was the judge who cut loose the guy who had attacked three police officers. No bail. Didn't remand them to jail. Uh, and this is happening from judges, too. So it's not just DAs. It's judges. It's the entire criminal justice system. But it all starts with you must have cash bail and you must allow judges uh, to remand people to jail if they're a danger to themselves and anybody else. And New York is the only state in the nation where they're not permitted to do that. Even California. 
The screwballs in California let you do that. In Massachusetts, you can't get any more liberal than Massachusetts in California. Even they allow a judge to remand somebody to jail if they're a danger to themselves and someone else. Not New York State. That's why this election of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who uh, does has done nothing to attack that, is so important because we've seen Congressman Lee Zeldin say on day one, uh, I'm going after the state legislature. We are going to amend that no cash bail. And I'm firing Alvin Bragg, who's the leader of the pack of all the DAs in the 62 counties that make up New, uh, New York State. All right. Now, one of the participants at this summit, this crime summit, stands up or sits down and says, you know what? The real problem is we have a lot of people facing judges that are, that should not even be here. They're mentally ill. Which brings me to my next point. I went out and dug up some stories to refresh my memory on the money that was spent, supposedly spent, under the Thrive New York. A billion dollars his predecessor, de Blasio, handed over to his wife, Shirley McRae, to supposedly $250 million a year for four years to supposedly help with the mentally ill. What has been done to help the mentally ill in New York? They are roaming the streets. What? Where did that money go, Curtis? Nowhere. In fact, uh, I said during the campaign, let's check the banks in uh, Antigua, the Cayman Islands, Switzerland, Panama, because they can't even cite uh, over five years any success stories. Now, any program that's been in operation for five years Every year would get minimum two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Uh, uh, two hundred and fifty million. No, you're right. Correct. Uh, thank you for the correction. Two hundred and fifty million. I'm still suffering from that earth, wind, and fire introduction. <laughs> but the fact that two hundred and fifty million every year, and you can't cite any success. Now you know it's a nonprofit. Nonprofits say some get government money. Some depend on philanthropies. They have to cite success stories or the money train is over. There's never been a success story in which uh, Thrive, as you mentioned, run by the former mayor's wife, Charlene, uh, indicated that any person uh, actually was able to be kept from committing suicide or being gripped in deep uh, depression or, or was able to get off the streets and get back on crack, track. Not one. And the Democrats, that's why you have to have balanced government. Always had the power to subpoena Tish James, who, as you know, is obsessed with prosecuting anything with the word Trump on it. Never right. did it. Uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, will not do it. He could do it. He could order that to be done by the Department of Investigation. They've given them a pass. And the big news story of Brooklyn is that yesterday there was Bill de Blasio walking around like uh, he got it like that, like Big Bird. And he dyed his hair brown, right? This is the big story. Wow, he's a Clairol queen. He dyed his hair brown. Nobody's asking, where's the money? Where's the money? You stole the money. And none of the Democrats will hold him to test. One billion dollars, Curtis. One billion dollars. Just handed to a wife, and that's the last anyone sees of it. Now, there's, and, a, there's another there's another part of this. When uh, Andrew Cuomo was elected governor, we had 30,000 beds in the mental health facilities that are run by the state. We're now down to 3,000. So figure this, 27,000 less beds. That means 27,000 less people receiving the immediate care for their mental health woes. And where are they? 
They're living in the subways. They're roaming the streets. They're in the parks. They are a menace to themselves and everyone else. Everybody knows it. And the Democrats refuse to do anything about it. All Eric Adams did was he broke up the encampments where they were living. And they never sought shelter. They never sought mental health care. They're roaming the streets and they're roaming the subways. And every day this is going to get worse and worse. And if you notice, the remedy was let's have an emergency two-week uh, we'll flood the system, the subways with state cops, city cops. We'll give them triple overtime because we got to get to that, that apex of November 8th. After November 8th, all of it ends. All of it ends. Now, Curtis, what should people riding the subways, the, 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 our fellow New Yorkers who depend on these subways for their livelihood, what advice would you give people that have to ride the subways, have no choice? Wow. That's tough because you're crawling into the belly of the beast. It's stranger danger. This is not like it was when I started the Guardian Angels in 79. This isn't like it was when you were Urkel going to Jackson High School and riding the subways. You know, the E, the F, the J, coming into the city, you know, uh, perfecting your musical uh, skills and adoring earth, wind, and fire. This is a totally different scenario now. These are people who are coming up to other people that you would never, ever in your life imagine were a threat to you. Because they're not showing the signs. And remember, the other problem is you've got to profile people. Stop listening to these Democratic Socialists of America, these Democrats who say if you profile people, you're a racist. When in doubt, get the hell out of there. Your instinct will save you time and time again. Look, I am a product of survival because I profile people. I'm proud to say every day I walk in the streets, I ride the subways, I'm constantly profiling people because you innately... You have a system built in your body that warns you of danger, stranger danger, and you just have to stay in tune with it. And to hell to anybody that calls you a racist or wants to malign you. You need to stay alive. You need to be intact. Curtis Lee, thank you. We're going to bring you back from time. This this has got to stop. We've got to see results. Got to head to a break. That's Curtis Lee, where you can catch him every day here. Noon, WABC, and you can catch him. Well, just turn on the radio most of the time, and there's Curtis. For good reason. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> Always broadcasting, Curtis. <laughs> Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Nineteen sixty-two. Uptown at the Apollo. The first James Brown album live from the Apollo. There will be many others to follow, but this is from the first one is James Brown's career. Blue Up. Uh, not only, my friends, is it here, is it you've, you've heard the other cities that we were reporting about in Philadelphia. And again, for Philadelphia, 
many of our friends here live, work in Philadelphia as well. They're closing Wawa's now. Wawa is closing stores. It's location at 12th and Market, 19th and Market, permanently closed. We're very sorry we can't be there for our friends and neighbors at these two locations, but we continue to serve the community from our other nearby stores, and our commitment to the greater region remains strong. Philadelphia is our hometown, and that's something that will never change. Well, what's changing is the rash of crimes at Wawa stores across the area. Employees being pepper sprayed, people walking in with guns. Several Bucks County Wawa's are closing early now due to crime. Two locations, Feederville Wawa, will be closed between midnight and 5 a.m. New Jersey so far not closing any stores. This is going on in every blue city in America. And, of course, when you do go in the store, everything costs more. Nancy Pelosi was asked about that. She was asked about uh, rising. She was on Face the Nation. And she was asked about inflation. She was asked about inflation. And you know what she said? She said, when I hear people talk about inflation, we have to change the subject. In other words, screw you. We don't talk about inflation. We don't want to talk about inflation. So just change the subject to something else. Okay, let's change the subject to crime. What do you think Democrats say then? Well, let's change the subject. Let's not talk about crime either. Because we don't want to talk about anything. We only want to talk about Trump and what a danger to democracy MAGA people are. That's what we want to talk about. We don't want to talk about the things that really matter in your life. And speaking of what matters in your life, there is a warning out today. Parents, you parents, are being urged to stay vigilant about what candy your children will pick up for Halloween because there is a deadly influx of fentanyl hidden in a lot of sweet wrappers. A Washington State coroner is calling for parents to be very prudent because the drugs could be fatal for children if they come in contact with them. Thousands of rainbow fentanyl pills have flooded the U.S. this year. The FD, the federal drug agents are warning. This is a real danger for children, trick or treating. 26 states have seen the dangerous drugs seized by the DEA. These drugs are 50 times stronger than heroin, 100 times more potent than morphine. How are these drugs getting in? One way they're getting in is across our borders, along with this incredible surge of illegal immigrants. This is what open borders America looks like. This is what dereliction of duty on the part of the entire Biden administration looks like. At every turn, you are being smacked. Your wallet is being smacked. You're being smacked. Your kids are in danger. They can't even trick or treat. You can't ride the subways. You can't walk the streets at night without fear. This is what living under Democrats gets you. 
And if you dare talk about inflation, Nancy Pelosi, richer than all get out, says, oh, just change the subject. Talk about something else. Don't let people talk about higher prices. Quickly, we go to the telephones. Adam, we start in Florida. Adam, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden. Hey, thank you, Bo. Uh, I have so many things to talk about, but the the main topic would be we, we need to start holding these judges accountable for letting people out of jail early that should be serving their full sentences. And if one of them get released and they injure somebody or cause death, then I think we should start holding the judges accountable. And here's the problem. Judges have immunity from those kind of lawsuits. They have an immunity for them. So there is no accountability. You see, the only people in society that you can count on being held accountable for anything these days under our two-tier justice system are the political enemies of Democrats. Everybody else in their orbit, it seems, gets a pass. James Goldman, a.k.a. Sternly, coming back. More of your calls right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. The latest poll numbers show the Hochul-Zeldin race is a dead key. There is no eight-point lead. We are within the margin of error. This could go either way, which is why you can't afford to stay home. And by the way... The midterm elections have begun. Early voting is taking place in city after city, town after town, hamlet after hamlet. We are in the midterm elections. In Washington State today, we learn, ladies and gentlemen... The mom in tennis shoes, Patty Murray, is in trouble. That race is now within the margin of error. Of error. In the liberal state of Oregon, ladies and gentlemen, a Republican candidate is leading in the race for governor. It could go either way, but at the moment... There is fear in liberal land. Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, says, Today, we could be looking at the biggest Republican wave since the 1920s. And once more, there is no eight-point Hokel League. There is no ten-point Hokel League. That is fairy tale. The race for New York governor is neck and neck. If you come out in sufficient numbers, Hokel will be history. And that's despite an influx of money that you wouldn't believe from liberals. The hotel unions... They are pouring money like it's a sieve into her campaign. 
And you know, of course, the allegations of the pay-to-play money that she's received. So don't sit. You can get off your feet and dance your way into the polls. You can walk your way. You can run. But whatever you do, don't sit this one out. On the telephones, Al and Yonkers welcome you on WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah, hi, Bo. Uh, I, I, I enjoy listening to your program. I just wanted my question to you is, uh, I was going to touch on Zeldin, uh, but I believe uh, Zeldin, the numbers are breaking uh, towards him, and I think he will win. I think his support is solid. Uh, independence will break with him. But... Going to the Senate, I'm concerned in Nevada, uh, the county that represents Reno and Las Vegas, of voter fraud. Uh, We've seen the allegations of uh, what happened to President Trump in 2020 in that area, and the Senate uh, might hang in the balance with Nevada. Okay, number one, I I don't have the same concerns you do. You know why? Because people like you, Al, good people like you, are out in the streets watching this time. There, in fact, there was a story this weekend on the Hill. Oh, not only are they watching, some people in some states where it's legal are actually bringing their buddies with them. They're, I mean, the kind of buddies that they conceal in their pants, the kind of buddies that they hang, and that has people worried on the left. People are showing up watching these polling places, and some of them are armed. People are out in the streets. Okay, I think people were fed up. After that last election cycle, they're not going to let what they think happened last time happen this time. They're watching, and they're watching everywhere. Now, i got to tell you this. Things are breaking in unexpected ways in the Senate race. Yes, I understand this could go either way, but I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if on after all the smoke clears, if Republicans actually pick up anywhere from three to five seats. I was thinking it was going to be three. Diana was thinking it was going to be three. At first I thought two. And then after I talked to Princess Di, I swung the Princess Di. Now I'm thinking three to five. So let's just, I hope that people continue to be vigilant, Al. If they are, nothing will stop this wave. Thank you for the call. Rich in East Meadow, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. Hey, Bo, got a lot of adrenaline today, so I'm going to be quick. I can't compose myself. Kathy Hochul has a decision to make. Vaccine mandate the children or not vaccinate mandate the children. I want to encourage her to stay true to her New York values and mandate the children. No exception. Thank you. Okay, Rich, I couldn't disagree more. I love you, buddy. I think anybody that talks about this mandate, with all the information that we're getting about people dying of, I don't know, IDK, we don't know, WDK, of it's su- surprising. And there is statistically no reason for children to have to face a, ban- uh, a mandate on vaccines, especially these vaccines. So I understand where you're coming from. You know I love you, bro, but I just think you're wrong on this one. And I hope that we, you know who came out against it today too, Megan Kelly, 
There's an excellent piece in either Biz Pack Review or American Wire about Megan Kelly's Megan Kelly, our friend Megan Kelly's stand on this. Very reasoned, and it boils down to the same thing: too many young people dying from unexplained causes that were vaxxed. So we'll see. Let us go to Mark in Monroe, New York. Hello, Mark. What's going on, buddy? How's everything? Good, thank you. What's on your mind? Nothing. I gotta. Um, I agree with you and Curtis, my fans. I'm a big fan of yours. But I just have thank to you. say, I got mm-hmm. a. Um, my father-in-law, Johnny Restivo, won the uh, 1959 Grammy. He was he was actually beat by Bobby Darren. So uh, if you need, if you want to talk about old time music, he's your man right there. Nice, Johnny Restivo. All right. Look, Mark, I love hearing from you, man. You are the man. I appreciate hearing from you. Caroline in New Jersey. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Boss Nerdy. How are you, Caroline? I'm so ex- I'm excited to be on here. Um, I am dancing to the, the polls for the Republicans and praying for them. But the reason I called was you and Curtis were speaking about uh, the mental hospitals and closing them down. That's the one. Our, that's what's on our streets. Instead of. Closing Willowbrook and closing all the places like we did after uh, Geraldo, we needed to find places where these people could go. They're not going back to get their medications like they said, oh, we'll just put them out and we'll just they'll come back and get their medications. No, they're homeless. They don't come back for their medications. I'm a retired special ed teacher, and I know they don't come back. Caroline, I love you. And we. this is one of the things that I've been saying, folks, we have to do. We, Carolyn is so right. We have to take care of the mentally ill. Between the mentally ill and the criminals, they are making New York, many neighborhoods in New York, unlivable. unlivable. Victor in Maryland, quickly time is running out. I am blind, and I'm really concerned about my fellow blind friends. I got some, a couple up in New York, and they are terrified about uh, riding the subway. They're afraid of getting mugged, and they can't see their surroundings. I was hoping Curtis could give some ideas of how the blind could protect them. I'm going to give you one. Number one, you better have some pepper spray on you and know how to feel your way to use it or something like that. Number two, if you can get a buddy system with someone who's not blind, please buddy up. I know, it, you know, you know people hate giving up their independence and asking for help. These are desperate times in New York. Ask for help. And there will be so many people that will help. In fact, you might even want to call the guardian angels and see whether you can get an escort if they if they can do it. Catch a night up next. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. Be back tomorrow. Mark Stein is with us tomorrow. Got a lot with him. A lot of events going on around the world. So please be here. Four o'clock. We'll see you then. Bye. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.